0: hey guys welcome to five f's to love this is our first show in 2022 and i thank you so much for joining us i'm really excited about tonight you know we often come into this situation where every year we think about what it is that we want to do and we come up with these resolutions and i thought the best way to start this year off to help us all get on track where we want to be not only in relationships but with ourselves is to kind of look at you know what do you want out of life so what do you do you bring in your expert and our expert is reverend galen mcdowell i know him as galen some of you know him as reverend mcdowell and some of you have seen him on the five f's to love podcast real talk with men he is absolutely amazing and i brought him in because he has over 20 plus years in relationships and relationships from the sense of helping people manage their obstacles when they get married and sometimes when you're in a process of thinking about getting married. So why wouldn't you bring the guru on? Right. So let me just say, Reverend Galen McDowell, thank you so much for coming on the five. How are you?
1: Thank you. Hey, Christine. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to have you on. This is like, you know, you and I, we talk a lot of times. And I tell people, um, a lot of people ask me, how odd is it to have a friend that's a minister? And do you, does, you know, does he know how you act? I said, not only does he know how I act, he's on one of my podcasts. Are you kidding me? You know, but thank God, because I'm going to say sometimes I might be a little bit more out there if, if I didn't have you to kind of pull me in sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know I can be a little extra and I get that part too. But um, I'm really grateful. I just want to say being on the as to Love Real Talk, everybody loves you everybody wanted you to come on by yourself uh the ladies think you're just so inspirational so thank you for coming on so before we get started folks let me just explain to you tonight the first half of our show uh, we're going to put questions out there and you guys know that we do that but we're also going to put the questions out to um Reverend um Galen because we want him to kind of talk through and help us from his perspective and from an overall perspective when you talk about relationships and who you are who you want to be with, and are you ready for that? And are you willing to do what it takes to be in that that relationship that you're seeking? So again, feel free to ask any questions. Um, And again, you know, I'll be checking comments. Um, Michael says, so glad that you're back. Nicole says, I love the new uh, (laughs) black and red color. (laughs) Thank you, Nicole. (laughs) Thank you so much for watching. So let's get started. In the second half, let me tell you guys. When we come back from commercial break for the second half, I suggest you have a pen and paper. If you guys know Robin McDowell like I do, he's going to give you some steps or something when he's talking through and giving his advice on how do you get yourself ready for what it is that you want or who you want and what you're willing to do to get it. Trust me, all those books behind him are not just for show. He has read every book on that shelf at least twice. So trust me when I say to you, he's got that knowledge. He's got that amazing encyclopedia knowledge <laughs> he doesn't need to google too much of anything Caitlin, tell him how many books you have overall in your library
1: uh that's that, well i have probably well i have seven cases just like the one behind me <laughs> i have uh books in my crawl space i have books in my laundry room i have materials in my garage and that doesn't include my office at work so you know i'm i'm a i'm a reader at one point i was reading probably three to five books a week. And I'm a very fast reader, so that might seem difficult for some people, but I read yeah. very fast. And I mean, read with highlights and writing in the margins and everything. And some of these books, one book back here, I've probably read about 75 times. I'm not- Are you kidding me? It. And you know, when you have to teach books <laughs> to other people, yeah, you have to stay present. You have to go back. You just don't rely on your past information because you're new. Anytime you read something new, read something right. old because you're new you'll get something new out of it.
0: you know and and i thought about that over and over again because i often read a lot of things and i read it once but when we talk um one other time you said that and i went back and i saw some things differently uh, mm-hmm. when i went re- to read the book again so that was great advice okay so let's get started so our first question tonight is not just to um galen it's also to everyone it says understanding who you are um should not be a new year's resolution it should it should be something you continuously work towards narrowing down throughout the year. What are your thoughts on that, that people come into Happy New Year and let me get my life together?
1: Well, I often tell people yeah. the new year is not new unless you're new. You have to have a new mind, a new way of thinking, a new way of being if you want your year to be new. So what I would just suggest to people. And again, anytime you start changing your life is a good day, it is, that's yeah. your new year. So if it's January 1st or it's June 1st, just make sure that you get serious about your goals, uh, persistent and be persistent in accomplishing them, and make sure that you have some level of accountability. So you have some level of, or way of objectively measuring your goal achievement.
0: And you know, that's, I like what you said, having some way to actually measure And that's one of the things I think sometimes when you're working on things, it's like how do you measure whether or not you've made that growth in that area? So is there something that you would recommend that people do? Like when you're starting from this point, like when should you reassess? Is it in 30 days or 60 days out from trying something new? I think one time you said something, if you can do something for 21 days, then you could really do it. I mean, that's like maybe that's a good place to start. I don't know. Like what do you suggest?
1: Well, you know, 21 days, 40 days, whatever the number First of all let me say it depends on what you're trying to produce okay because i think that does ma- make a difference so what i would say first of all is get an accountability part partner mm-hmm. or get in some type of mastermind group something to where you're clearly stating your goals mm-hmm. and then you have accountability somebody's going to ask you in a week two weeks three weeks where are you with this goal mm-hmm. many times we don't like accountability so when you have an accountability partner or an accountability group like a mastermind group it allows you to stay focused on what you said you were going to do in other words are you being your word right
0: i like that i think it's great to have an accountability partner anybody knows me um my brother mike is my accountability partner he keeps me on track you know we come up with these different weight loss goals and stuff way before the beginning of the year we just do it throughout the year and other things that we work on um one of the things he has me working on is uh, me being more sensitive to what people are, are saying and hearing it and processing it, processing it, and saying something uh, that acknowledges that. Um, normally, I just say, "Oh wow, you know, sorry to hear that," and I move on. Like I'm not really diving into the fact that there's an emotional attachment to it, and that's because I'm not an emotional person. So, you know, he's helping me work on that because obviously men like emotional women. I don't know what that's about, but I just tend not to be. So there you go. So our next question is, how did you know you were um ready to get married? And I asked that question because I know a lot of men and not per se you, but I know a lot of men who are ministers, NBA players, NFL players. You know, they may be, you know, well known in their community. They have a lot of women who are really into them. I mean, they're doing some God awful things to get to them. And how did you know, because you were single for quite some time, you're one of the largest churches in Chicago, assistant pastor, you travel all over the country. And I mean, and by the way, you're amazing dad, I need to throw that out there. I mean, we love her. We won't throw her name out there, but she knows who she is. We love her. You can say her name.
1: She doesn't have a problem with that. Oh, she doesn't? Okay,
0: so you can throw her name out. Go ahead.
1: My daughter's Angel. Okay, thank you.
0: (laughs) I try not, because we know each other personally, so I try not to throw too much personal information out there. But how did you decide? Because you're in that space where you know it, it was just wide open. And then this person came along. And by the way, his wife is amazing, absolutely gorgeous. I'm sure that has something to do with it. But she's an absolutely amazing person. And, and her profession is, it's funny to me because we talk about it, but her profession is very closely aligned to what he does, but on a different level and a different way. So that kind of like amazes me because they're such an amazing couple. But how did you decide, like, this is what I wanted to do after being single?
1: Well, well when I thought I was ready, um, obviously it had to be the right person uh, that I felt aligned with what I was seeking in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think that part of it is obviously you got to do your own inner prayer work. You got to do your your introspection. Yeah. And first of all, am I ready to do this? Um, what am I willing to commit to? What am I willing to compromise on? What are my bottom lines? What yeah. is flexible? You know, to use a term, it's an old book I have from uh from a I found many years ago mm-hmm. in a bookstore and it was excuse the term but the term the name of the book is hold on to your nuts but the word nuts means non-negotiable unalterable terms love and it that meant from and the book is out of print now but what it meant was you can't have 500 bottom lines non-negotiables you need to know what your core values are your core bottom lines and then have the flexibility to communicate on the things that are non-negotiable mm-hmm. so once you once I got clear about that once I was clear about what was non-negotiable, what was flexible, you find the right person and intuitively or spiritually, you're spiritually guided to make that next step. Then you do it. And I did it.
0: I love that because you recognize there were some things that you had to do to prepare yourself for that. And one of the things I talk about in developing the Five 5S to Love app were core values. And I kept, you know, the more and more I talked to people after four years of working on this app and, and, and the concept behind it. I kept saying everybody has core values, things that's just important to them. And I was like, how do you kind of work that where you can kind of get through that in the initial conversation to help people who may not have the background or the tools or strategies that you have to do it on their own, right? Because I found that so many people, and you probably have too, in marriage counseling, I just found out through focus groups that they get into relationships and go, I don't like that person. I don't really know that person. Like I married them, but what's happening? This is not what I thought. So, and I'm hoping that my compatibility app, you know, will help some people with that. And outside of that, the next step would be to work with someone like you, you know, prior to getting married. Honestly, I'm not shy to say, you know, going to counseling was important to me. I really needed to know who I was, right? Because I can kind of be a little outlandish, but I can also tame it down, especially if you're taller than me. I, I seem to simmer down when I'm with someone who's taller than me. I don't know what that is, but I just kind of feel like they have more control over me. Versus someone I'm looking at, I might be a little bit, a little more, I don't know, like Christine. I don't know if they can handle that. So our next question is, and by the way, guys, when you're tuning in, you can answer these questions or ask questions. So don't be shy. Was there some areas in your life you wanted to work on before thinking about being with someone else?
1: Well, I think uh, it's dependent. You know, for me, what was really important at one point was knowing what season I was in. And what, what I mean by that is this, you know, I was previously married, got married very young to my, to my daughter's mother. And when we decided to move on from that relationship and experience, I was zeroed in on being the best dad ever. That was my focus. And for a while I couldn't have seen even someone saying to me, Hey, Let's connect, let's, you know, date, less whatever, because my mind was on take care of my kid, take care of my daughter. So then you start to look and say, okay, this is handled, and then you can move on to expanding and, and, and allowing yourself to be a full person. And what I would say this to people who are ministers or anybody that has what I would call a, a high demand
0: mm-hmm.
1: occupation you deserve the right to be a full person and intimacy and relationship is all is an aspect of being a full person just as much as your occupation you're not just known by your occupation you want to make sure that all the aspects of your being get the attention that they deserve that doesn't mean that all get the same level of attention but it does mean that you have to make sure that you're a full being that you're not neglecting something because when you neglect an aspect of yourself, psychologically, you can come back uh, unconsciously in an ugly way.
0: And bite you in the butt. You I, keep 100% I, and it's going to come
1: out. Yeah, okay, I'm having we, I, I, we, I, we had a little pause moment on my side. I didn't hear it exactly what. No, it
0: that's okay. We had a pause moment on my side too. I said it comes back to bite you in the butt in a very ugly way.
1: Yes. And, Don't. you know, yeah. it's a whole work in psychology about the shadow mm-hmm. and that shadow work, quote unquote, from the unconscious comes up because when you try to suppress it instead of integrate it, right. it can show up in a warped way.
0: And then and, and that often does happen. So the question here is, you know, I think sometimes people overlook. That you have to realize what it is that you want so how did you identify what you were looking for in a life partner that means a wife or a husband how did you identify what was important to you
1: well i think first of all i had to understand who i am mm-hmm. and what i like mm-hmm. and what i don't like mm-hmm. what are my bottom lines of non-negotiables and what's mm-hmm. considered flexible and then you go from there you build from there so understanding okay These things I have to have Mm -hmm. to be able to go forward. I'm not going to say what those things are in the context of me and my wife, but these things I have to have to be able to go forward. And the other stuff is negotiable because if not, only thing you're trying to do is marry a clone of yourself, obviously. So you're never going to meet someone who sees everything the way you see it, agrees with every position you have and has the same exact point of view that you have. What you want to do is find ways to match up compatibility and make sure that you maintain your own non-negotiables.
0: And, and you know what? I'm going to tell you that's something I had to look at because I, I did spend some time, you know, how you go through your history and your mind. And one of the things that I recognize is that every guy that I've dated is at least six one or six two or taller muscular built all very confident in who they are but realistically they all looked alike but they were all they all had different things right that was happening that me committing to them so the look thing I've got down pat I know what my look is right but my emotional needs I was missing the mark on what I needed for myself right I was very concerned with ensuring that i was the person they needed me to be and i just kind of missed the mark so the relationships normally would end on me saying okay this is not working for me right, right. And, and that's so unfortunate because they were super awesome people but it was really me and and i'm just gonna have to be honest about that i i needed to go i need to kind of take a deeper look at what it is i really wanted
1: so um can, can i just jump in here for a second yeah this is why I always anytime somebody comes to me for premarital counseling
0: mm-hmm.
1: or marriage counseling i always have them do an emotional need survey i literally <laughs> will sit a couple down in my office i have an office that's big enough to do this i have an office in a conference room separate yeah. them give them an emotional need survey that takes about 20 minutes to to f- finish Mm-hmm. i have them do it completely i don't want them sitting next to each other trying to look right write the right answer down so i don't want them together and then what i end up doing is at the end of the session i have them give the cert their survey to their significant right. other their spouse and when they come back now we're talking about emotional needs because I like,
0: you know what, and i think that's so important because i think sometimes you know people mix up emotions with desires, wants. Um, and that that whole thing that the visual thing will kind of really damper what you really need or what you're thinking that you need. Because and and that's it, I've done it to myself. I've psyched myself out. And Nicole, thank you so much. Uh Nicole says she absolutely agrees with you. Absolutely agrees with you. And I mean Nicole, how can we not agree with them?
1: Uh, well, well, Christine, can I take it one step deeper? Yeah. Is that okay? So mm-hmm. Most people know me as the hardcore metaphysician. I'm the hardcore metaphysics guy. Yeah. I take universal principles, universal laws, spiritual principles, consciousness transformation, and I teach it in a pragmatic, practical way. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I tell people often is that your soul will draw unto you what you need, what you need Wow. to help you develop underdeveloped faculties within your own soul.
0: That is so true.
1: <laughs> For example... Um, say for instance, a per- person uh is lacks patience. Yeah. Patience is an aspect from my perspective, mm-hmm. it's an aspect or quality of strength. S- strength is not just physical strength, right? Strength is freedom from temptation, uh, the uh the uh the ability to persist. It's the um, you know, it's patience. So you might be weak in strength, but well-developed in other things where well, right. the soul seeks balance it does so now you draw people into your experience and guess the one thing that they will test where you need development so for it could be patience it could be divine order it could be faith right be love right it, you know it could be many different qualities of the soul right but we don't see how people and i know this might be hard for some people to hear
0: Mm-hmm.
1: end up being a perfect fit for where we are mentally or oh, as yeah. I tell my clients and students. You can't have a victim without a victimizer. If you have a victim mentality, by right yes. off of consciousness, you will attract someone to treat you like a victim, even if you don't exactly. realize consciously that you're a victim.
0: Exactly. I, I agree with you 100% because and I, the thing is, is that the men who are attracted to me all look that way but they're very emotional. And I I really know that for me, me being emotional, I'm not going to say they're affectionate. They're very affectionate people. I'm going to change that. And I know that that's a key that I'm not, I'm not, that's not my best space. Right. But it was so odd that I kept saying, wow, okay, physically these guys, these certain types of guys are attracted to me and that's nice, but they're all very affectionate. And I knew that was God really trying to say, okay, we got to work on this. Cause you know, here I'm like, everybody keeps coming around this is where they are so Nicole said this about me Nicole and we're friends Chris you may have been more focused on the look versus what your needs were knowing emotional needs is important and it it's no she says it's imperative you're right there Nicole it is. is but Nicole I'm going to tell you I wasn't really looking for it it's they just came out and then she said those are facts I love nicole she cracks me up and she's this way like live and in person so michael says i need a look i need a book a few sessions ref you know what mike i stopped trying to get in and get free sessions out of him nobody you're not getting free sessions mike give it up so question number five is 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 a doozy for me and i hope you think it's it's funny too what changes have you made in your life to embrace someone being in that shared space with you so i know you have all your books You have your you and by the way, uh you do US, what are you? You're at the USCF Gym, UF, what is it called?
1: Well, yeah, I (laughs) yeah, I I work out at UFC Gym, the martial arts. You you
0: work out at the gym, but you you
1: karate. for my regular teacher.
0: And then don't don't forget you also are like a fanatic about what?
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're fanatic about the whole superhero? Oh yeah, well, I love my superhero movies, all exactly. movies and DC stuff. Oh yeah. Exactly. I love all that stuff. <laughs> so Even all the thing that about stuff. it. Well, I think again, it's it's making sure that uh you find a level of balance where well, you don't lose who you are. Okay. But you also have to recognize that um uh, your loved ones in this context your your spouse or significant other mm-hmm. not only uh has a right to to your time but they deserve it right so you just have to figure out ways in which you you balance and this requires thought and it requires compassion and it requires communication Mm -hmm. to be able to make sure that you're checking in that you're making sure that that you're paying attention because Mm -hmm. a lot of times things go past people just because they're not paying attention you know they're so caught up in their own heads and their own mind and their own life and what in their own planet in their, of their own brain that they don't see what's right in front of them at times. Yeah. So part of it is just paying attention. So shared space is, okay, yet again, non-negotiables.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: From My only non-negotiable is my books are going to be in my house. <laughs> Outside of <laughs> that, we're, that. We're, we're good. Put the couch <laughs> where you want to put it, the table and the light or whatever you want to do. As long as you don't bother my, my books and, and my and my booklets and programs and pamphlets and whatever else I need to have to do what I do. Right. That's all I really care about. That Other people are different. They have different right. needs.
0: Okay, so, you know, it, it's it's so funny. So, Brian, Brian chimed in. He said, so is he saying that you will attract who you are? That's what Brian I'm saying,
1: is saying. <laughs> I'm saying we don't always – the answer to that is, is yes and. Yes, but here's the challenge. Okay. Attracting who you are does not mean that you get the equivalent of you. You get that which comes which completes your concept of you, whether it's conscious or unconscious. Mm -hmm. So for instance, there are people I know that love, and I mentioned this on the five F's uh, that love to date projects. In other words, people who give another person a sense of a a being a savior. I'm going to fix this guy up. I'm going to fix this woman up. And it gives them that initial adrenaline rush and things of that nature. But, What's behind that need? Yeah. Okay. So if you're always attracting people that are quote unquote, and I'm using this metaphorically, emotionally broken, Yeah. Uh, um, emotionally disconnected, uh, inconsistent with their career, inconsistent with their life, inconsistent period. And you're drawing those people into your life consistently. And they keep letting you down. They keep disappointing you. You keep having the same person. You're dating the same person with a different face and a name. Mm-hmm. Then sooner or later, you have to be honest enough to say, "I am the common denominator." That's and, what I had to do. Right, I'm the common denominator. Yeah. Therefore, I'm. <laughs> Therefore, I am always my own experience.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, that's what I had to do. I had to assess who's the common denominator. Of this, and it
1: was Christine. People okay, don't so like. To, people don't like to admit. When somebody's trifling, that sometimes at, at, at one point or another, sometimes they were attracted to trifling. I have I have buddies of mine who right. I can tell you without a doubt love women that have that create drama, love it, <laughs> love it. I mean, until it blew up in their faces.
0: Right. Okay. So wait before we go to a, go move on, I have a couple questions. So Anissa said. It takes uh what did she say, maturity to recognize and, um and attempt to fulfill your partner's needs. A child is selfish. And I mean, that's true to some to, to some extent. You're right, because some people are very selfish and they're not thinking about the other person. Michael uh says a captain says a sister, you know, I'm not dealing with him. And Brian said exactly. Sometimes I have to ignore him. I just want to say that to everybody who uh knows uh michael and how he really just pulls at my strings um so my next question is uh which a lot of people need to look at before they move forward it says what things do you think or know your wife had to consider before agreeing to marry a very famous minister
1: well for me because i'm the person that's the minister of a mm-hmm. in a large congregation mm-hmm. uh and was traveling and doing all of those things i had to make sure that i was clear about my boundaries with others I had a lot of practice because part of my commitment of being an exceptional dad was there were times when, okay, when I'm doing my time with Angel, I cut things off quickly. Okay. I would let people know I would communicate ahead of time. So, you know, so I communicated, hey, what is needed? And because I understand the demands on my life, I created boundaries. Now, there are going to be times where emergencies happen. I'm in the emergency business right But outside of that context i'm very dedicated to creating boundaries to make sure that people are not overstepping like somebody sends me some random late text message call hey if this is not an emergency i'd rather you do this between these hours and or send me an email and i'll address it the next day you have to figure out ways in which you can let people know that they don't own your time
0: I'm going to say that's good because I'm going to keep it real with you. It was no way I could be a first lady. I already know because if I'm in the middle of a glass of wine and I'm rubbing oil on his back and Sister Shaquita called and you know her husband died earlier in the week, I'm going to answer the phone. Sister Shaquita, this is not a good time. This is not a good time. You know what well, I mean? And so, And that's what I'm saying because I know a lot of women who are first ladies. I know a lot of women who want to be first ladies. I know a lot of women who have husbands who are in similar roles. That are very demanding, and they all say, you know what, it's a lot. I've got to share him with a lot of people, and it's just a lot, you and know. I, and again, I, I don't I don't know if they're setting boundaries like you. They're but not,
1: they're not. It can I be can a tell little you that happening. right off the bat. The reason why I, I know that because obviously I talk to, to, mm-hmm. to male ministers mm-hmm. a lot, and one of the things that come comes up in the midst of those conversations is okay, even when you get the call or the text. Mm-hmm. Hey, once you realize it's not an emergency, you get off quickly. Some when you de- put set aside time, right. you don't answer your phone. Okay. Right. Okay. You don't put yourself up in the position to where you're you're, you're the stand-in for Jesus. You know, <laughs> right. I can remember um, you know, uh, my mentor, minister, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, who trained me, trained our current senior minister, the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells, she used to say to us um, don't, don't wait on me I could be yeah. at the movies eating popcorn She's, and she would say you got to learn how to stand up on your own two big spiritual feet and I've never forgotten that my job is not to teach people how to become more dependent right. of me my job right. is to teach people how to be- understand and connect with the presence of God within themselves I can support that process but I'm not going to be a substitute for your lack of work
0: I love that, and, and Nicole said that she's with you. She said boundaries, ding ding. And I'm going to tell you, even in a personal relationship with guys, um, I have found sometimes that, um, and men and women across the board, they don't know how to establish those boundaries and make that time, carve out that time. I think that's why a lot of marriages go through a lot of challenges. Is that you know you've got kids, you've got your job, you maybe have some additional things that you're working on, and you don't know how to set those boundaries. But guys, you got to do that because we want to make sure that the marriage is intact um, and and, and it moves forward in a positive way. So what would you recommend to anyone who has been single for more than two years and they want to be in a committed relationship? What would you say to them?
1: First of all, I would ask you, why do you want to be in a committed relationship? Hmm? Very first question. Okay. Okay. two. Are you
0: asking me? Because I can answer it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, you, you asked me a hypothetical question. You can answer what you want to answer to show. I
0: can answer it. <laughs> Go
1: ahead. Why do you want to be in a committed relationship? What are you mm-hmm. seeking to get out of, of a committed relationship? Mm-hmm. And then I would bring up a statement that I teach in the context of goals. Mm-hmm. I tell people, your dream isn't for the now you, it's for the potential you.
0: Wow.
1: Who are you willing to become to get the relationship that you desire? I'm
0: going to say I love that. I love that. Can you please say that again?
1: Who are you willing to become to get the relationship you desire?
0: Now, if you ask me that, I don't know who I'm willing to become. I I just think I am who I am. We already know. I kind of say what I'm thinking most often. I'm very respectful when I do it, and I don't mean any harm by most of the things that I say or do. But it is it, it's, it's gonna take it's gonna have to take a guy with you know
1: some ba boom to handle me. Um, no, I, no, it won't. All, all only thing it would require is one simple thing. What? <laughs> Understanding that in insanity is doing the same thing the same way and expecting different results. That's your process.
0: That's my process.
1: So so like Carter G. Woodson said, and this uh-huh. is a paraphrase, it's not the quote verbatim. If you if you teach a man to go to the back door, right. uh, he will go without being told. And if there is no back door, his very nature will compel him to right. make one. So if you if you, you if you're conditioned, right, self-conditioned or conditioned by others to behave a certain kind of way mm-hmm. in a particular context, then what you behaved your way into,
0: you right. have to behave
1: your way, way out, out
0: of. Out of. I like that, and that's true. So Nicole says that she's listening. Which Nicole, you're always listening. I, I, she's over there. She's taking notes. And he said, you better teach us today. That's what Mike said. Mike likes that you're really giving us the words of wisdom over here, which I think, number one, that's the reason why you're here. And I kept telling him when this is so important um, to sit down and just talk to you. So the question I have is um, when you talk about it in, term, in terms of relationship, and that's one of the things that I want people to understand, is what would you recommend to someone who is struggling with commitment but continues to date Knowing they will not be able to commit because a lot of people, whether be male or female, they take people down this, you know, like a merry go round, and, and we get to that point, and it's like, dude, we're two years in. What is happening? But they knew going in that they were never going to commit.
1: Well, I think it's, I think, <laughs> I think that that's more, that's not just on the one person, mm-hmm. that's on both. The reason why I say that is this first of all, I think it's t- totally okay to date without. Feeling as though you have to commit immediately. That's what okay. dating is for, and I'm sure your your five F's to love addresses that. Yeah. But when you start dating someone and you decide, okay, we're going to be a couple, we're going to be exclusive. That's probably the better term. We're go- we're going to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. Now, what are the com- what are you communicating? What is the what are the needs? Um, and when you com- communicate your bottom lines and things of that nature, then if a person says, Yeah, I'm okay with this, and then when they're not okay with it, don't bring it up, and then they look up two years later and say, Well, where's my, where's my ring? I would say,
0: But what uh, about not that? What about I know people right now who are chronic daters and they're never going to commit because they're afraid to commit, but they never tell the person they're afraid to commit, right? But that's and what I was saying 33.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. You got to communicate up front, but here's the thing.
0: But well, wait a minute, let me tell you something. A guy's not going to tell a woman up front, I'm never going to commit to you because he's never going to get what he wants out of it.
1: Okay. so He, would, he so, would be
0: foolish to tell a woman
1: that. So this is what I would say. And this is what I would say even to my own daughter. Mm-hmm. I believe God has given all of us intuition, our own internal navigation system. Mm-hmm. to, And many times people, and I, since you're using the context of men and women in this context, uh-huh. Many times women don't pay attention to the yellow flags. Now, this. They, everything's not a red flag. Everything is not stop. Right. Uh, some things are pauses. Like okay, I'm noticing this. I'm noticing that. And instead of pausing, they allow it because they ca- sometimes caught up it with Luther Vandross and Whitney Houston singing in the background. They hear Ron <laughs> Isley saying, "You know, uh, footsteps in the dark." They're, they're too busy get, being caught up in the romance of it. Right. And they're not paying attention mm-hmm. to what's actually being displayed. Exactly. Okay. In other words, um, we can blind our own selves and we can dull our own intuition. What right. I'm saying is, eyes wide open, pay attention to your intuition. And you can't pay pay attention to your intuition if you do not have an active prayer and meditation life. It, this like is something like where. If I went to the gym right now and I said, "Okay, I'm about to bench press 400 pounds, I would blow out the ligaments and joints and muscles (laughs) in my arm because I'm not used to that level of lift. Right. You want to ignore their spiritual side. Mm -hmm. They want to ignore the intuition. They want to ignore the Holy Spirit, God, whatever term you like to use. Right. And then when they get in the midst Mm -hmm. of the storm, God's not talking to me. I can't hear anything. I don't have a guidance. Where are you, God? You're the one that disconnected god is still there god you know is still present
0: galen i just said that to a friend of mine the other day about something they were going through and of course anybody who knows me i mean i'm not i'm a spiritual person but i'm not one that quotes things from the bible but i pulled that quote out that was like right on point nicole thank you so much she says well she says i'm i'm already missed i already missed it i'm not changing but i'm always focused on growing and developing and i think that's great And then Nicole also said, she said, facts, there's always a sign. Sometimes we simply miss the sign. So guys, guess what the sign is telling me right now? It's time for me to go to commercial break. That's basically what the sign is telling me right now, because we got to go to commercial break because our second half, when we come back, you guys already know, uh, Galen's going to come in and he's going to bring us some magic. We're going to start it off with a question and then we're going right into Galen. What we need to do to pull ourselves together to make sure we're ready for the person that we want or the person we wanna be. I welcome you to My Shy Life. I'm Shia Perkins, brand creator, author, and lifestyle coach. My mission is to share solutions on how to successfully exist across all relationships, romantic, social, platonic, and professional. I offer lifestyle and dating coaching services, provide personal development skills that will inspire and empower. Pick up a copy of my book, How to Date a Dime, a dating guide for men who want to date their own perfect 10. You will find that my book brings a fresh approach to the art of relationship building, armed with intuitive wit, proven lifestyle tools, and the ability to guide individuals into a reality of what it takes to find a perfect mate confidently and effectively. Visit my website, MyshaLife.com, and order your copy today. the second half or five Fs to love if you missed the first half i'm going to tell you you really missed some jewels and you're going to have to rewind this and watch this on your own time of course with a glass of wine because it's real talk and i don't know if you can take it straight or not because this is the moment where you need to kind of work through who you are who you want to be who do you need to be and who do you want in your life like where are you at so i'm going to ask you before we go into your session on strategies and different things that we can do Everybody needs to know this. What are the top four or five things you find couples struggle with that potentially cause marriage issues if they don't talk about it before they say I do. Well,
1: it's normally three things. Okay. Communication,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. money, intimacy. It's normally those three things. Communication because people have different communication styles Mm -hmm. and you know, some people are, uh, Avoid conflict. Some mm-hmm. people go right into it. We're resolving this now. Some people are, um, you know, very calm in how they use their voice. Some people are more passionate, and that passion can be viewed as argumentative when it's not necessarily the case. People figuring out how to communicate properly and what they should and shouldn't be communicating. And mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna say shouldn't, what they should be communicating to make sure that uh that as a couple, they're on the same page. All right. Now that doesn't mean that you're always on the same sentence, but mm-hmm. you'll at least be on the same page. Some people aren't even in the same book, let alone the same page. <laughs> and,
0: okay, so let me ask you a question. Uh, One of the things that I found that a really good friend of mine, she didn't believe in sex before marriage, but he did, and mm-hmm. he put a lot of a lot of pressure on her she was really in love with him, but it was a lot of pressure to the point where she just said, I can't do it. And even now to this day, I think she really regrets not marrying him because she was really in love with him, but she just felt like this is not what I wanted to do. So what do you, you, you know, when couples come to you and they have that type of barrier and that's, that's like a huge barrier. Like that's the, you know, don't go to jail. You can't go to jail free card kind of thing, right? On Monopoly.
1: Well, I think that that was just a situation where I talk about non-negotiables. So for her, that was a non-negotiable. And for him, it was as well. Mm -hmm. So in that context, they didn't match. You know, people would love for a minister to say, well, you know, Bible says this or religion (laughs) says that. And I'm not really into that conversation. For me, it's about choice uh, and discovering how you feel as best as you are prayerfully and intuitively led to share your body with someone else. So mm-hmm. what I would say is, in that sense, they weren't compatible. Because for him, it was something right. he needed. For her, that was something she wanted to wait on. And because that there's no middle ground in I want to have sex before marriage and I don't want to have sex. There's literally no middle ground. And she might okay. regret that. And, and you know what? That situation might be something that she might regret later. Maybe he might regret that he pressed her so hard and she didn't want to do it, which caused the, the the uh, the the disintegration of their relationship. What I can say is this: People love easy answers because they don't want to do their own inner work. All right. right? It's easy to say. Uh, the minister, the priest, the guru, the monk, the aman the rabbi said. Right. The Bible, the Quran, the you know the Torah, the you know Book of Mormon said. Right. Versus there's the the presence and power of God. Also lives within me. Right. All right. That I'm also the temple. And I don't I can go directly for my own access to be able to make my own choices. Now I'm not talking about situational ethics as much as I'm saying it's your life. Make the choices that you feel as though are best for you that that shows up as harmony, exactly, as as wholeness, as peace, as joy, and things of that nature. And what I've what I've noticed, especially in the in the in the black church, is you have a lot of women who are basically, you know, for lack of terms, and I'm not saying this disrespectfully, right. married to Jesus, while good men are going past. You
0: know, I just I just want to say I'm glad you said that because I, you know, for me to say that it may seem a little raw and wrong, but I agree with you. I know several people right now. It's like, well, I have God, I don't really need a man, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I need a man I need a naked body next to me on a regular basis if you know but I'm, I'm the kind of person I want to be committed to that naked body I'm just keeping it real and the thing is I would like to have a man of faith now Carlito's way and I'm laughing because this is a really really uh, close friend of mine says that I think that they are um that they are aware of all the flags that pop up um but rationalize their way through it um into a fall and, and it was what you were saying people put themselves in that situation. So 100%. Michael wants to know, does sex before marriage prevent us from being, from hearing or, uh, what is that? Or sever the connection, sever that
1: connection, yeah, with God. connection I would, on God? I would disagree. I don't believe anything can sever our relationship, uh, our relationship or connection to God, my belief, and you don't right. have, no one has to adopt my belief. Right. My belief is there's no way to be separate from God. We can have a sense of separation from God, right? What and a sense of separation is when our mentality becomes too opaque, too dense, too, mm-hmm. too, um, caught up in what I would call the five sense world, where, where everything is based around physicality or your own ego, right? That, that we we diminish the ability to hear spirit at such a level that. Instead of it being on eight or nine of volume, it's on one and we can barely hear. So, when we need the guidance, when we need the inspiration, when we need the ideas, right? We're so caught up in our own story, right? That we don't hear it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if, if that's you know a, a, a
0: deal breaker, you know, when I get to that point, he might be like, Christine, you're gonna have to sit in the little timeout room or something, I'm gonna have to be in the waiting room, something's gonna happen because. Uh, I do believe in testing and driving all my cars before I purchase them. Okay, and I'm saying that in the nicest way because I know we have some religious and spiritual people watching. So I want to be respectful, but I drive all my vehicles. I'm not going to not drive the vehicle before I purchase it. It's a long term purchase. I'm committed to it. So she said the Bible gives practical advice regarding ignoring yellow flags. Jeremiah 17 and 17, nine says the heart is more. What is it? Treacherous, treacherous than anything else
1: and it what is desperate there so you go right so i think that this is one of those quotes where we have to be mindful so in in uh biblical language without taking this into a religious context right. uh heart means deeper mind
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay so you know and
0: how do we end up on the
1: spiritual thing
0: really yeah. I just want to you know, say that so, this is not a spiritual so, platform.
1: So when 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 that when 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 our deeper belief system mm-hmm. when our deeping deeper feeling nature is um filled with a lot of erroneous beliefs or inconsistent yes. inconsistent uh beliefs that are not consistent with your own spiritual wholeness, right, it can lead you in the wrong way because you become a slave to right. your own uh appetites exactly so i'm not telling people see here's the thing i'm not telling people go do something or not go do something
0: exactly i'm saying
1: develop your own relationship with your own level of spiritual understanding and awareness and make your own choices because it's easy because here's the thing you know um you know you with the bible and i'm gonna leave that at this you can find a scripture to you can say well you know you can find a contradiction that you do uh, contradict something else right. i'm not here for that yeah. what I, what i would say is this simply simply this as within so without
0: yeah i agree okay.
1: as i hold, what i hold in my mind before i ever do it out here mm-hmm. it's already resonating in my mind at a level no People just don't fall into adultery. People just don't exactly. fall into relationships. People just don't fall into bad relationships. People just don't fall into having sex with somebody they regret later. These are things that are beliefs that are already in already there. That are that seek mm-hmm. expression, mm-hmm. because as within, so without. And when, when we do stuff that we know we shouldn't be be doing we turn into flip wilson exactly you, and, and, and
0: <laughs>
1: you know what without, i'm without recognizing that that devil that made you do it is your own thought, your, your, own thought. Feeling, your own belief your own and appetite exactly. that you don't want to acknowledge
0: and that's what i tell people that's why i am who i am and brian thank you that i'm rare and real that is so true and you know nicole came right back behind you she said testing and driving all your vehicles she's cracking up laughing But I'm going to tell you, my thing is, and and, and I said this before, when you get to 50, there's a lot of things that at 20, maybe that wasn't a big to do, right? I I don't have to test the vehicle. But at 50, I need to make sure that the tires are inflated. Do you understand what I'm saying, ladies? I want to make sure the tires are inflated and not losing air, okay? Because I'm going to do a lot of driving in that vehicle, and I need to make sure that the motor is running at a level of consistency that supports how far I need to go and how fast I need to go that's why I'm trying to be respectful because Reverend Galen's was on but y'all know if he wasn't on you know what I would say but I'm trying to be respectful he's a good really good friend of mine and I want to be respectful but I got to test drive that car so you know uh, uh Galen right now in this moment I just kind of want you to kind of share with people some of the things or strategies they can use and you're talking to me as well because i happen to be one of those people i am very much interested and in, and in, in, in so we're clear folks i created um the 5s to love brand lifestyle not because i was single but because i wanted to find a way how a person like me and, and although you guys see me in this light, um i'm a very techie kind of person I'm kind of what you call a geek and I and I have a a flip side obviously because I kind of say what I'm thinking but I don't have the most interpersonal skills when it comes to relationships and I realize that that's like a handicap and most people who are technology advanced don't have that interpersonal skill right they just don't they're kind of empty in that space so the reason why I created this app the platform there'll be a dating app that's coming out we're doing a relationship and some um, relationship Summit in August Um, It's because I wanted to create an opportunity for me to work through and also for other people to see that there is a space where we can all come together and figure out who we are. You know, the app is really good for that instead of you kind of dating randomly, not understanding your core values and whether or not that person has your core values. So, you know, Galen, what would you say to us? I'm looking for somebody that shares my core values and I'm 50 and I need to know you know, what's happening. I need to speed it up. I'm not like a young girl anymore. We need, We got to get
1: okay. down to it. So, yeah, we have about, what, 10, nine minutes left? Yes. So I want to make sure. Okay. So uh, the first thing I would say is understand who you are. People say, okay, okay I want a person to understand my core values. But I'm a big believer that many times people don't understand their core values. They think they know. Right. And uh, really getting down to, okay, uh, who am I mm-hmm. as a person? What do I like? what uh, what are the th- what are the things that i need and mm-hmm. be really clear about those things be- and am i willing this is key to communicate consistently what i need to put potential suitors because apart because if not the person is dating your representative not you mm-hmm. And a lot of times when people get married or they end up in a long relationship and all of a sudden the moment they think they got someone and they get comfortable and then the real that representative, up, representative drops away. The <laughs> representative drops away, God. and then you know all of a sudden, I'm like, who is this person I'm dating? Exactly. With? Who is this person I'm married to now? in the Twilight Zone. That's
0: what happens.
1: Right, right. Because people, it's sort of like people who who, who show up for a job interview and yeah. they start talking about how motivated they are and all the things they're willing to do and what type of person they are. Then you check back in with that person a year later and they're totally disconnected i don't care what they do around here and they're showing up late and Mm -hmm. uh, to work and they're staying out too long for lunch in other words the thing that they prayed about it telling people pray for me for this job now that they have the job they're mistreating the job people do the same thing with relationships so you got to understand who you are and be willing to continue to grow and evolve again dream isn't for the now you. It's for the potential you. For you. So if you've been given the revelation of this is possible for me, you have to grow into that revelation until it's a realization. Number I hope two. you
0: guys have your notebooks and writing this down. Stop playing no. around. He's giving So us the first nuggets. one is
1: understand who you are. Number
0: two.
1: Yep. Uh Number two is understand what you want. So okay. I kind of covered that uh, both of those. Understand what you want and be okay. really clear about it. Okay. Uh, Because if not, if, if it's a bottom line non-negotiable, mm-hmm. Again, I don't believe that people should have uh, dozens of non-negotiables. <laughs> I think that's ridiculous. I just have two. Okay, <laughs> but I do think that you should be clear about what your non-negotiables are and mm-hmm. their com- and you communicate the, what those non-negotiables are. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, when a non-negotiable is violated,
0: yeah,
1: will you be in integrity enough for there to be consequences in violating your non-negotiable? And consequences up to the the uh, separation if need be. Okay. Because you because here's the thing. If a person can step across your line
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then nothing happens, then they step across your line and nothing happens, then eventually it right. recognizes that's not a real line. It's not that's a real line. Awful, okay? yeah. So you, you got to know what are you willing to do to uphold your bottom lines? Now that doesn't mean that that relationships can't be healed like with adultery, right. for instance. But okay, now we got to do some work. And there's some measures that got to be put in place for me, for you to regain my trust, for instance. Number three, understand why you want it. Okay. Because sometimes um, uh, we're not really clear about the why. We know the what, but not the why. Good point. Why do I want this? Okay. Good point. Some people are doing things based upon a lot of things and uh, a lot of outer reasons, which goes Mm -hmm. to my number four. Are you making choices or are you being driven by your past or other people's values and beliefs? So what do I mean by that? Are you making choices? Are these conscious choices that you're making about your relationship Mm -hmm. or do you have somebody else's program running in your brain? What you think a relationship should 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 be, be. what's been modeled to you. And unfortunately, a lot of people have unhealthy uh, examples of relationships. Of relationships. Okay. And because they have unhealthy examples, those programs are playing in the mind. You're exposed to it as a child, mm-hmm. uh, with maybe your parents, grandparents, or right. siblings, or whatever. So you have to be mindful: whose belief system is driving me right now? Right. Because because if I got in, if I got into uh, Christine's car, she's driving me. I'm not driving. Right. That means I'm being driven. Well, we have beliefs that drive us into behaviors that are not necessarily good for us. Okay. So again, are you making choices or are you being driven by your past? In other words, your mistakes, your misinterpretations, your story, your interpretations of what happened in the past mm-hmm. or and or the values and beliefs of other people, which might not necessarily be for you. As I tell couples in premarital counseling, you are now creating the experience of your marriage. It never wow. existed before. Therefore you get to create it. I like that. All right. Instead of just saying, okay, books and ministers and teachers and all this other stuff. I almost like that. To support you. But what do you want to create together? I like because, that. Say that again for people. You're creating
0: the experience.
1: You're creating, right. You're creating yes. the marriage. The marriage never existed before.
0: I so love that. you get to
1: create it. What do you want it to look like? I
0: love that.
1: Okay. Uh, Next thing, don't take rejection as a declaration of your wholeness.
0: Wow,
1: why is that necessary? Because if you're gonna if you're gonna meet somebody, it's like I told a friend of mine one time. She was telling me she wanted to get out and date and eventually marry. And I was like, you don't go anywhere, and you don't do anything. Okay. <laughs> Pre pandemic, I was like, you expect you know right. you know God to just drive drop eligible on. men through <laughs> your roof through exactly. your ceiling. Into your living room, I was like, "This is ridiculous." I'm like, "The thought is ridiculous." I love it. I was like, "So how about you go where mm-hmm. people do things that you're interested in, right? That have value and purpose for you, that have fulfillment for you." So that means you're going around people that have, as at least at some level, some some consistent values with you. But right. don't so but if you are dating someone and it doesn't work out, or you hit on somebody and they and they right. are not interested for whatever reason, because you don't know right. why people do what they do. Um, don't take that rejection as a declaration of your wholeness. Okay. Yeah. You have to always like that. recognize that there's something radically right about you, and that belief by yeah. itself will drive your behavior, which means okay, I'm a whole being. Yeah. And I'm seeking wholeness to share my wholeness with someone else. Mm -hmm. Now, notice the difference, Christine. I'm a whole being seeking Mm -hmm. to share my wholeness Wholeness. with someone versus I am a person looking for someone to complete me. That's totally different. Totally different. Because whether I'm married or not, I'm whole. Exactly. Like, I don't let people tell me, how's your better half? I don't have a better half. (laughs) I'm whole. She's I whole and I'm whole. I love it. Okay, because I don't even want that, that thought to creep into my subconscious mind. Right. Because right. as within, so without. Right. All right. And what I would start, and the last thing I would say is, is, is rather something really simple. Um, and this is just from a, my perspective, pray for a development of divine love. Mm. And what I mean by that is this. Uh, divine, I believe that love is a magnet. Uh-huh. Okay, if you ever see your relative, some relative, a person, your friend you haven't seen in a while, and when you see them, it's like an attraction. You run to them, you grab uh-huh. them, I'm so glad to see you because <laughs> love attracts things to each other. All right, so that's why some people have so much drama. They love drama, they love arguing, yes. they love fighting. Yeah, so they draw it to themselves. Love is a magnet. So as you pray, for the development of divine love, God show me how to love. I God love that. Express That's your cute. love through me. I love that. God, uh, uh, you know, whatever your terminology you right. use for that, whether you're and if you're a non-religious person, mm-hmm. you can just say, um, "I intend to be to 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 be a, a vehicle of love. I I intend. I declare." that I'm loving expression. I release fear. I release anxiety and doubt. And I choose to walk in grace and love. Now, that doesn't require yeah. you to be in a religion to do that. Right. Only thing it right. requires is your willingness to keep the main thing, the main thing, and stay focused on what you desire to express. A lot of people are pent up because they because they don't want to be vulnerable. And when you're pent up, it creates defensive energy around you, okay? And yeah. people might want to approach you, but your energy is so repellent that that a person shouldn't have to f- pull out a sword and fight <laughs> <for> your defensive aura. <laughs> so you you. They're not fighting a dragon. They're trying <laughs> to date you. They're just trying so, to date you. So, so those are <laughs> some of the things that I would say. I don't want to keep just drilling down on points. No. But those would be the things that I would tell a person right off the bat. If right you don't cover bat. those things that I've already stated, I'm not going to restate. Right. I think it'll at least trend you, trend your mind in the right direction. And you can do the things that support that process, whether that's journaling. But I don't believe in journaling just as a consciousness. Dump. Like an
0: exercise. Right.
1: I also believe yeah. in journaling as, a, as, as intention. You can right. journal. You can write out what you intend to do. Right. What you intend to experience. Yeah. What you intend to express. Journaling isn't just, let me get rid of my fears or let me just put my stuff on. Right. And I'm not saying any of that's wrong. But I'm not talking about dear diary journaling. Right. I'm saying creative journaling. Write down what you intend to experience and produce and do it consistently. Be
0: consistent in your approach. Well, our last comment for tonight, and you guys already know, didn't I tell you to get out your pad, paper and your pencil for Reverend Galen? I already told you to do that. So if you didn't write this down, you will have an opportunity to watch this again, rewind the tape, and then start taking your notes. But Nicole says, well, I'm ready to eat popcorn and watch movies with someone who knows just how to make my coffee, warm my side of the bed, and knows how to leave their ego outside so that we can just enjoy each other and grow. Oh, and can write well and play space.
1: (laughs) And and I think that's wonderful, Nicole. Now, let me just ask you this one question really fast. And while he's doing those things for you, be mindful of what he needs also for that same experience.
0: See, that's beautiful. And Carlito's Way says the definition of love is different. So how does that impact the ass?
1: Well, for, my, for me, the definition of love isn't different. I don't view love only as a feeling or emotion. For me, love is a higher spiritual idea. And understanding that process without drilling down, because I don't want to turn Christine's show into <laughs> Theology 101.
0: That's OK, uh, guys. We're going to have them back again. So don't worry about
1: it. <laughs> but, but for me, I, I think love functions at levels. Mm-hmm. But it's the same definition. It, it, and I I have a lot of theological terms. I don't want to just drop on you right now.
0: So just to let you guys know, one of our episodes is coming up is How Do You Say I Love You? So of course, we're going to have um, Reverend Galen back again because there's different ways that I can say that I love you. There'll be other guests on there as well. Michael says this whole thing has been fire. Okay. He absolutely loves all the feedback. So I'm going to say, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Five Fs to love and so Reverend Galen, is one thing you can leave us with before we tune out, what would that be as a relationship as relates to do you know what you want and who you want?
1: I would say uh in your phone or get a pen and a pad and f- figure out what your bottom lines are. Try not to make them a lot, maybe no more than five. <laughs> <You don't laughs> really understand what your bottom lines are. And I'm not saying they can't be more than five. Just Try to stay under 10. Uh, And once you get clear about those bottom lines, then ask Mm -hmm. yourself, why are they bottom lines? Because sometimes what we think is a bottom line really isn't. And it's an impediment to us connecting with someone else. Find out what non-negotiables are, and then have the flexibility to allow life to show up in a magnificent way. If you're open and receptive to new ways and new blessings, You might be surprised. Allow life to be an adventure, but it can't be an adventure if you want to dictate every step of the road.
0: I love that. Reverend Galen. thank you so much for being on the 5Fs to Love. You know how I feel about you. I just think you're the most amazing person that I know, and I love your spirituality and how you preference it in real world. And i think that's like the transition i think a lot of ministers missed and that's one of the things that made me gravitate towards you um, i love working with you um I, I love it when i call you and you always give me like i'm not telling you what to do he <laughs> starts telling you what to do but this is what i'm saying so you know you process it the way you need to so i just want to say thank you so much i really appreciate all your support um that you've shown to the brand and to me it's definitely greatly appreciated. I look forward to having you back. And definitely, we love to see you on Real Talk with Men at Five 5S to Love. Everybody loves to see you there. So we'll see you back again in a couple of weeks. I look forward to it. And thanks again.
1: Thank you. God bless you all.
0: So listen, guys, tonight was all about not New Year's resolutions because we have those. Tonight was all about helping you understand that it goes beyond that. We all have work to do. Nobody's perfect. And that includes me. I've got work to do because this year my goal is not only just about my business, but it's about me as a person, as an individual, because I do want to find my one true love. And it's not about me using this platform to do that, but it's helping me realize the things that I do need to work on for myself personally. So I'm going to thank everybody for joining tonight. I know I'm going to rewatch it because I'm going to have to take some of those notes. Right. Because while you're talking, sometimes you miss those notes. So again, thank you for joining me here on the 5 Fs to Love. And I will see you guys here next week, same place. Be sure to share this podcast or share any podcast that you like. And be sure to join, subscribe, and I'll see you next week on the 5 Fs to Love. My name is Christine Burkett, the inventor of the five F's to love. This is a compatibility app. It's an app that gives you an opportunity to rate words to start with the letter F in chronological order of importance to you to help you find your one true love, your soulmate and the person you going spend the rest of your life with. So after you've taken the time to rate your F's in chronological order, you send a link to the person I don't know, you just met or the person you've been dating for quite some time. Or maybe it's the person you've been married to for 30 to 40 to 50 years. And then you compare your top five F's to find out what things you have in common and things that you may perhaps need to work on. This is taking a simplistic perspective on how to find your one true love, your soulmate.